0: Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a Reiki master teacher, shamanic practitioner, and these podcasts are here to assist you on your journey of healing gnosis, self-discovery, and spirituality. I specialize in core wound healing, life purpose work, one-to-one coaching and healing and empowerment. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. Uh, For those of you that are interested I work with clients all around the world and I predominantly work online so time and space is not really um, a, a barrier to us connecting. Uh, Thank you to everyone who listens in and all your lovely messages of support. If you'd like to support the show, please go to the website sacredspacehealing.org and there's a donations button. All your donations go back straight into creating more free content. I'm not affiliated with anyone, I'm not selling you anything um, and I don't have anyone that is pushing my buttons and pulling the strings, telling me what to say. So this is free thought and in a world where free thought is getting ever harder to access, um, I think this is a rarity. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org. So, excuse my gravelly voice, um, but uh, it's that time of year, I suppose. Um, but I will do my best to not cough too much during this podcast. Okay, in today's podcast, I want to shine a light on Reiki and just kind of blitz a few questions that I get asked um, fairly regularly. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and. I've been asked these questions over the years and there's some things that have come up recently and so yeah hopefully this will assist you uh, in understanding a little bit more about Reiki and also in seeking the right practitioners to assist you if you want a healing so in no particular order. Um, right I am attuned to Uzui Reiki which is the original form of Reiki and, um, and also I am angelic Reiki master teacher. So you can Google Reiki and find information about this, but in a nutshell, um, a Buddhist Japanese priest, Mikhail Uzui, um, went into retreat for 21 days. He fasted and he, uh, I think he went up a mountain, but I could be wrong. And on his retreat, over the course of 21 days, he was given or received a series of symbols and these symbols activated healing and he discovered how to transmit universal life force energy which is the healing, the energy power that is all around us that we can all access but he learned how he could be a channel for this in order to assist other people. And so he went back into his village and he started giving out free healings and he saw miraculous results in people's lives. But he also saw that people weren't really appreciating the healing, they would go back to their bad habits they didn't really have reverence for it, and so he came to the realization that there needs to be an exchange and whether it 's money or it's a gift of some kind, there needs to be an exchange. So the person who is getting the healing is giving thanks for it and is honoring it and This is how the system of healing developed of you know Reiki healing developed, although we know that our great prophets and you know the story of Jesus story of Yeshua. Was give, you know, He dished out healing, he didn't ask for anything in exchange. But it, those were more like one-time healings. You know, they were miracles. Um, this was more about uh, ongoing work, ongoing healing work. Um, I suppose you could call it a bit like um, a, a repair shop, in a sense. You know, that's what he discovered, that he could be a repair shop for people. Um, But it was always about accessing that universal life force energy. It was always about um, him being the channel, right? It was the same thing with miracles, even with, you know, Jesus's story. it, It was about him being the channel for something greater. So that's a really, really, really brief nutshell of Reiki. So how does this translate into modern day life? Well, as far as I'm concerned, the core, sort of most original, most authentic form of Reiki is Uzui Reiki. Then what happened was, over the years, people have developed it into other forms of Reiki. Karuna, Seikem, Teramai, Lightfire, Angelic, Rainbow. Like There's a million and one different types of Reiki now. And these have been channeled developed created by people who say that they've been given this information a little bit like Mikau uzui you know that they, they were in retreat or um <clears throat> they were in a meditation and they got these symbols they got these ideas as far as i'm concerned uzui reiki is the the purest form of reiki and the reason for that is is it's not calling in entities it's not calling in star beings it's not calling in bob you know the guide that someone is connecting to it's just calling in universal life force energy and then using specific symbols but the symbols are um very ancient symbols and the symbols are very limited uh it has a earthier more grounded energy than some of the other forms of reiki but again, it's about personal choice. I, I Personally, I prefer to stick to Uzui. So in the Reiki healing itself, um, Mikai Uzui was able to send distance healing as well as do in-person healing. So let's look at distance healing. Now, when Mikai Uzui was sending healing, he wasn't asking people to fill in application forms or uh, medical forms because there were no contraindications to Reiki. It's universal life force energy. It knows where to go, how to get there, and what needs healing. It's, it's multidimensional. It's uh, uni-intelligent, omnipotent, omnipresent, uh, and knows what you need because your higher self and the higher self of the practitioner are working together. So um, it's not requiring a whole load of information from you. So for a distance healing, you don't need to give someone, a practitioner, your name, your address, your date of birth, your phone number, your profession. I mean, these are some of the ridiculous things I've seen on forms. They don't need to know um, your hobbies. (laughs) They don't need to know uh, any personal information, to be perfectly honest. Now, you do fill in a consent form for Reiki when um, you work with people in person. And on the consent form, you have to give, you know, this kind of information, and you would also say if you were on any medication, and so forth. It's only there to kind of navigate certain forms of healing, but not Uzui. So, I'm angelic Reiki master teacher, and in angelic Reiki, because the frequency of energy that's coming through is higher and different to um, Uzui, you do need to know, does someone have a heart condition? Are they on any medications? Because sometimes the healing um, can trigger certain responses in the body. And if they already have a predisposition to a certain ailment, that can get triggered as part of the healing process. So it is important in some ways, but again, with Uzui Reiki, it's not necessarily vital. If you have a medical condition, it is worth relaying that to your practitioner because it could flare up. Sometimes symptoms get worse before they get better. If you're on medication, it's worth flagging that up because certain medications can be affecting your mental well-being and also your spiritual connection. Um, so those things are worth mentioning. If you've had trauma in your life, it's worth mentioning that because it can get triggered as part of the healing process. However no one needs your date of birth, no one needs your address, no one needs your phone number, no one definitely needs your photo, um, because the healing can be sent regardless of all of that. And um, depending on what you're looking to heal, uh, some of these things are completely redundant. So if you're looking to get a Reiki healing because you just want to feel more relaxed, uh, you don't really need to give someone a photo and your date of birth. If you're looking to get a Reiki healing because you've had an injury, It might be a good idea to disclose that you've had an injury and that's what you're looking to focus on. So take it case by case, take it practitioner by practitioner. Um, If you're having distance Reiki healing, I guess that's the next question, distance or in person. So um, that's choice, you know. Distance works just as well as in person. It can work better for some people. It can be more relaxing for some people. But it's just choice. Um, There are no... Pros or, or cons, if you like, to one or the other. Um, things to consider when um, having a healing is you know, what's your intention? What is it that you want to heal? What is it that you want to address in your life? And you can voice that intention if you feel it will help and tell your practitioner, or not. Just keep that intention very private for yourself. Um, or you can go and just open and just see what happens. Things to be aware of after a healing are, you know, do you do you feel worse, but then it doesn't become better quickly. So sometimes what needs to come to the surface will come to the surface after a healing, and we can feel worse. You know, it's called the healing crisis. So if you were nestling a cold, it could suddenly become a full blown. Um, snot fest you know for a couple of days and then it clears and now you feel a hundred times better or if you'd injured your ankle and then you had a healing you might find that your ankle swells up a little bit but then within a couple of days it goes down and everything is much much better but what i mean is if your symptoms get much much worse so the pain is the worst it's ever been or um the cold symptoms are the worst they've ever been or whatever. And it's not clearing, in fact, it's getting worse. That's something to just think about, to notice, to note if it's happening with a particular practitioner. You know, to note if it's, maybe Reiki isn't the right modality for you sometimes, but sometimes what the practitioner is doing is not Reiki. So um, I once had a session with someone distance uh, who said that they were qualified in Uzui Reiki. And it turned out later on that they weren't just doing Uzu Reiki, they were also using sacred geometry, well, sacred and in inverted commas, geometry, and um, pendulums and all kinds of stuff. And that's why the healing wasn't feeling good, it just wasn't feeling right when I was receiving it. Um, but they didn't tell me that's what they were doing until I sort of said, you know, every time we've had a session, I've not felt great, what's going on? And then they revealed it. So ask your practitioner, what will you be doing if you're doing distance work on me, even in-person work? You know, are you just doing one form of Reiki or are you adding in other modalities? Well, what happens with people who learn how to do Reiki and train in it is then they go off and they do other things, spiritual healing, EFT, mediumship, whatever, and then it starts to muddy the waters. And so what you get is you're not getting pure Usui Reiki, you're getting all the other modalities that they chuck in as well. And they may not be suitable for you. A lot of those other modalities also lack integrity. So, so manage, track, your progress. And if it feels like you're not getting better, or it feels like things are getting worse and not getting better, then maybe they are getting worse. And maybe this isn't the right practitioner for you. So there's a few things there to consider with Reiki. And the final thing that I just briefly wanna to touch on um, is can you, uh, cause we, you know, I, I've talked about distance healing a lot, but just can you get, can you learn Reiki online um, or distance? So this is a really long answer, but to, to kind of be as as succinct as possible, um, yes and no is the answer. So I've taught Reiki online, but I've only taught levels one and two, because once you get to master level um, and you wanna start practicing on people and starting a, a healing practice, I believe that you need to be in circle, your teacher needs to be in front of you, you need to be practicing on other human beings, you need to do case studies, and all of that is lost in online learning, unfortunately. No, I don't think you can learn online um, Reiki through uh, like a passive course or a series of videos. I think you have to have a connection with your teacher so your teacher can monitor you and you can ask questions. Um, that's really important. I don't think you can get attunements from a, a video clip or um, a sound healing um, or a book. It has to be from your teacher. That's how that's how Reiki has always had its lineage and I think anything um, other than that lacks integrity. But if you wanna learn Reiki, yourself so you want to um you know you want to do it for your personal growth then there's nothing wrong with that you can do that um online yes uh but if you want to practice on other people then you need to have a teacher that you are having a connection with and that if you if you're going to go into practice that you actually sit and you're with your teacher you visit with your teacher in in the same space um, even if you want to learn Reiki for self-development, I think it's pretty dodgy to never have a teacher and to have someone that, you know, you're just following videos. You need that connection. There needs to be that um, resonance. It's really, really important. Um, and I say, so I think what's happening at the moment with a lot of online courses for, you know, 1099 Learn Reiki, I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. You know, you don't know what energies have been infused into that course. You don't know how clean that teacher is. You've got no one supporting you. You've got no one guiding you. It's not the way to learn spiritual practices. And what's happening is that really profound spiritual practices are being watered down and they're being manipulated and they're being uh, contaminated. And that's why we have the world that we have right now. And that's why spirituality has completely lost its way because um, it's been hijacked. So be very careful, be very mindful, trust your gut, ask questions, shop around, try and find a teacher close to you that you can actually visit. If you can't find a teacher close to you, then try and find a teacher online that you really connect with and actually connect with them. You know, have a conversation, speak to them, um, and see if the resonance is right because your Reiki master is a really, really important relationship. I'll be talking about this in another podcast. And you, you know, you don't want your Reiki master to be a a PDF that you've downloaded. You want your Reiki master to be someone that, you know, you've gotten your initiation from, your attunements from, um, in a traditional way because that's gonna hold you and stand you in good stead. So I hope this helps, it's a little Reiki blitz, and um, I hope it answers some Reiki questions. If you have any other Reiki questions, then you can always head over to the Instagram page. The link is on the website, and um, every now and then I do a and a so you can just pop a question into the Q&A, and I'll respond that way. That's probably the easiest way. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, uh, and Audible. And uh, wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace, and abundance. Until the next time.